This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. Welcome to the Parenting for Faith podcast. My name's Anna Hawkin, and today you are going to be hearing from one of our recent Facebook Lives with Rachel Turner. Now, we meet on the 10th Monday of every month over on our Facebook page, Parenting for Faith BRF. And we do this in an age-specific way. Uh, we know it's not very helpful hearing about toddlers if you've got teens and the other way around. Um, so we do little short sessions where Rachel brings something relevant and topical and then we answer your questions. So this is a recent one that we did on children who are disengaged or disinterested. Uh, we did in fact mean uninterested. Thank you, the person who pointed that out, but it doesn't sound as good. So disengaged and disinterested it is. Um, and yeah, you will just hear the what Rachel said and the answers to questions. Um, if you want to dig a bit deeper, I will put in the notes uh, where you can watch the videos and where you can get a written summary of all of this. But we'd also love you to join you uh, this Monday, uh, the 13th of July, depending when you're listening to this you can always watch it back Uh, but we're going to have another bedtime drink session this time on how to help your kids engage with an online festival we've been really involved with uh, new wine and for a number of years and they're doing an online gathering on uh, the 31st of july to the 2nd of august is the main content you can find out more about that on parentingforfaith.org forward slash ubo all the different seminars and things available from us Um, But do join us on Monday the 13th of July to find out how to help your kids engage with this because it is going to be different for everyone. So this session that you're going to hear today is aimed at sort of primary school age children, 5 to 11s. If you've got younger children or older children, uh, just go back to wherever you're listening to this podcast and click on the episode before or after to get age specific content. Enjoy. Hello! Welcome to our Facebook Live for 5 to 11s. I'm so sorry. It's like every time I'm scrolling through the videos, and it's like every time my brain drops out of my head by the time I get to this. But uh, it is exciting. It is 5 to 11s, and today we're talking about disinterested or disengaged kids. And uh, it's a big topic. And uh, I'm really excited that we're sort of facing it. I think as we've been having lots of questions, they've been coming in. But uh, I hope you're doing well and the sunshine is treating you good. Uh, So welcome, everybody. It's good to see you. It's good to see you coming on in. Uh, Well done. If you have successfully gotten your children in bed, good for you. I have failed at that one. So we'll hear uh, up here. And you'll notice I'm in my office because I was so lazy that I didn't get my kid in bed in time. So the downstairs is still being rained by my family. It's okay. I'm all right with it. Uh, hello, Victoria. It's good to see you. Uh, I'm so glad uh, to have you join us. I hope you're doing well. I'm intrigued. This is totally nothing to do with anything. How many of you have your kids in school now? Uh, because, uh, well, because of the year group of my kid, we're not in, but I'm really intrigued. And how is it going? Because I know that can be a really rough transition. So if any of you uh, have an experience of that, I'd love to hear, you know, how's it going? Because that's a, that's a big one. Hey, Louise. Uh, so today... But I know, Ruth, I know, I know. I'm with you. I'm with you. Bedtime, what's bedtime? <laughs> I know. It's the vague thing that we pretend still exists in lockdown. <laughs> oh, it's going to be all right. So 
uh, yeah, today, we're, good evening, my three aren't in school yet. Oh, interesting, Catherine, yes. Uh, yeah, it's so interesting uh, how it is and how different it is around the country, but we can do that. We're thinking about doing a sort of back-to-school one at some point because I know it's going to be really hard. Ooh, and Helen's 11-year-old is back full-time and he loves it. Yeah, so interesting. I wondered if the social distancing was going to be hard. Well, I could sit here and chat school all day, but uh, let's get into it. Uh, today we're talking about disengaged and disinterested children, which I hate labeling them that. I'm not saying that they're like disinterested children, but uh, what do we do when they become disengaged or disinterested in faith, faith activities, church, what's going on? And uh, so as usual, I have some thoughts and then uh, I'd love to hear your comments, your questions, your concerns, uh, whatever you uh, are thinking about. Uh, And maybe I can help. Maybe we can just all listen and be like, I hear you face hug. Uh, So uh, yeah, so let's jump in. Uh, And so as I talk, feel free to type in and write your questions, concerns, ponderings, and and wisdoms. Uh, Then I'll pray for you because it's my favorite part. And then uh, we'll get to those things uh, all within the span of probably 20 minutes because ain't nobody got time for anything else. So uh, the first thing I wanted to sort of bring up and I think it's, it's, I hope it's really helpful. Uh, it was really helpful for me when I began to look at this, both within church ministry, but within family, um, working with families, is that we can feel overwhelmed with the sense of disengagement or disinterest. And so it can feel like they're not interested in anything, or they're completely disengaged with everything that's going on. And it can feel overwhelming because it feels like a wall of that. And it can be really helpful to take a few moments uh, with a friend or your partner or somebody else who knows your kid, and to sort of break down what that actually looks like for you. Because what they're disengaged with may be many things, and we can't really help problem solve until we understand what they're disengaged with. Are they disengaged with God himself, that something has happened and they have become disconnected, or that they're struggling to find their connection? That is one thing. Or is it that they're disconnected with and disinterested in the family of faith or of church? Is it that that they are just like this whole church life, Zoom, eh, corporate worship thing I'm just done with? Uh, which could be very separate from how they actually feel about God. Is it the church thing? Is it that they're done with family faith activities and that you've been riding this wave of let's get together, let's read this Bible study, let's do these things, and uh, let's do... <gasps> Sorry. Sorry. I have to explain that for a moment. I saw a bee on the floor today that was dead. And so I picked it up for my, um, for my son because he likes collecting dead things. And then I banged the thing and it jumped up. I thought it was alive. It was going to kill me. But it wasn't. It was just a dead body moving around. Sorry. <clears throat> I had interesting things to say. I don't know what I'm saying. Oh, yes, it's about family faith and about, you know, you guys were doing devoted, you know, devotional stuff like that and it was going great and then all of a sudden they're like done. Uh, Is it that they are uh, just in this monotonous Groundhog Day experience of things and so everything, they're just disinterested in everything and their whole life just is feeling like they're not interested in anything. Um, And if you can begin to strain that stuff out, then you can begin to see how you can climb out of it and find a next step. Remember, Parenting for Faith is just about asking yourself, what is the next step for my kids spiritually and how can I help them take it? And if 
if we're struggling to find what the next step is, then it can feel very powerless. But I promise you there's always a next step because um, very rarely is a kid actually that disengaged and disinterested that they're, they're turning into anti or hostile. A lot of times it's just that they need help reconnecting or re-engaging. And when we know where it is that that disconnection is happening or that disinterest is happening or that disengagement is happening, then we can help them on the next step. So um, if you're finding that they actually are struggling to connect with God, well, sometimes it's because there's some unwinding stuff that needs to go on there. They're struggling to connect with God because he sounds boring. He seems far away and he's disinterested with them. So therefore they think they might as well be disinterested in him. Um, a lot of times if you're finding them disengaged with the actual concept of God, with the the desire to even connect with God, then that's an unwinding problem. Uh, it's a it's a how they view God problem. And that's something that can be worked on in many different ways through creating windows, through framing, through really interesting watching videos if they like videos and um, bringing up you know, chat. there's so many different steps for unwinding. It's a whole tool on the website and a whole um, course session that's for free if you want to pursue that, if that's what it seems like to you. Um, sometimes it can be that they've just hit a positive plateau. They're not anti, they're not moving anywhere. They're just sort of bumbling along and you're like, it's just okay. Um, and sometimes that's all right. Sometimes we hit our plateaus and you're thinking, okay, they're just in a plateau. That's all right. My job is to help them find the next step and see if they're comfortable in this plateau or if actually they're bored in this. Like, what is the next step for them? Because there are times in my faith and in your faith that we're sort of like, it's okay. I'm not interested in more, but I'm like, you know, and, and what is that? And what is causing them to feel content? And, and where does the discontent need to come in that? Um, is it that they're disconnecting with church and that's kind of fair enough because it feels naff or because they don't like singing in a room full of four people <laughs> or what is it that they are struggling with, with the church? And if it's about church, then, then you're not problem solving disinterested and disengaged children. You're problem solving where does church look like in our lives if we don't get to go to a building and that is a very narrow thing that you can go on a really exciting journey together of. Uh, if uh, if they are feeling sort of disengaged and disinterested about everything, well, that's some really interesting stuff about what's happening to our hearts and where struggles and all sorts of stuff there. That's really important. Or sometimes is it they're hiding from theology, particularly some of the older kids. Um, sometimes what they do is they hide from theology. So they're like, COVID-19 is hit. I don't really know where God is in it. I don't really like the implications of where my brain is going, so I'm just going to shut down. And so sometimes if they don't know how to handle their big questions, if they don't know how to handle asking them or doubting them or worried about what doubting means for their faith, and sometimes they shut down and it looks like disinterest, when it's actually them avoiding doing the big wrestling of faith. And so if you think it's that, then you can say, have you ever wondered about where God is in this? Because um, I have, and this is what I'm thinking, and you can crack that open and actually have a really interesting wrestling to side by side together of finding out where God is. Uh, and so once you know that next step, once you can figure it out, and I think, uh, when I was praying and thinking about this, I think that you probably know what the root of the disinterest is 
sometimes it's just feeling confident that you know and that you can help with that next step. Uh, it's it's really, really uh, helpful to sort of narrow it in. And, and the problem is that sometimes kids don't know. And so they go, I don't like church. I must not be a Christian anymore. Or I have a question about God. Oh my goodness, it's all not real. And, uh, and so sometimes they can't narrow it down either. And so that's the really awesomeness of a parent walking alongside is that you can get to know. Uh, and you can get to know by asking curious questions, you know, just to understand, uh, like, you know, or to say, you know, there have been times in my life where I really have been just not interested at all in God and the whole faith thing. And I had to find my own journey out and I was talking to my friend and she had her own journey. It was totally different than mine. Um, but I learned a lot in that season. Have you ever been in a season like that where you just weren't sure where you were with God? And to, to open that up if you feel that that's what's going on and to say, I noticed this and I'm not scared by it. I'm not angry by it. I am here to coach you through it because we've all hit it at some point. And if you haven't hit it now, then you might hit it at some point. Uh, it can really sort of help because once you know, then you can problem solve. Uh, the second thing to do is once figure out what they're disengaged with and problem solve that next step. The second thing to do is to normalize that journey to say that it's okay to feel these things. And it's really important that we begin to notice this stuff because as with mental health and all other things, our spiritual health, the way we feel connected to God and our church family is a part of what makes us. And we've got to start paying attention to the symptoms when we begin to feel disengaged and disinterested because that's not that's not great for our heart or our brain to feel disconnected from the source of all love, joy, peace, guidance, patience. That's that's a, that's rough. That's rough if we're walking that journey, and um, and but that's a normal path. And so sometimes I notice what gets me going, and sometimes it's when I haven't been to church. Sometimes it's when I haven't talked to my friends. Sometimes it's when I just haven't felt like God and I have been in the same room sometimes, and that makes me feel disconnected. And you'll find your own path. Uh, but this is a really important path. It's like learning how to have any relationship is figuring out this. And when you normalize it and you talk about it and you say, you know, how can I help? I, I trust that you and God will figure it out, but I'm here to help. And you you tell me what would be helpful. Uh, and if it's not asking about it for four days, fine. I shall not ask about it for four days. Uh, but it's important to me. So assess assess where they are, narrow down in it. Second thing, normalize. Not that, that you know, struggle is your main thing, but to normalize that struggle is a part of the journey of figuring it out. And the third thing that I would suggest is to check the purpose. I, I often talk about, I know, I won't use my kids' airplane. That is something, is dinner order on. Um, I... I often talk now, let me just see if I know, that um, this triangle of identity, relationship, and purpose. And that is what is so significant in the lives of almost everybody who has faith uh, in the Bible. Identity, relationship, and purpose. They know who they are in God. They know how to have a relationship with him. And they know what their purpose is on earth. And often what happens when our kids become disinterested or disengaged is because they're struggling with the purpose. They're struggling with what is God's purpose and they struggle with what their purpose is on earth. And so often they'll feel like, what's the point? I don't really understand. Uh, it's just feels like it's just there or you're just going to go sing at God. And if you feel like they're feeling that faith is purposeless, that often is your key 
right there. And so that's when you start talking about God being a God of action. Start seeing how powerless they may be feeling in this season and how you can help them be powerful and purposeful. And God is a God who brings transformation, who does the impossible and changes lives. And that is what he calls us to and expects us to do. And that's what we're made for. And if our kids are not engaged in these massive, big knowledge that they can be powerful to change people's lives and to bring transformation and to be part of the work of bringing God's kingdom to earth. And they may be feeling that sort of what's the point of it all. And that may be your next step is to restore the purpose of who God is and what the call of their lives may be. And so I would start, I would start there to find that disengagement and purpose. I wanted to give us that framework because what I really wanted to do was give questions to your situations and where you are. If you're here, you're probably here because some of your kids are struggling, uh, in this area. And I'd love to hear it as, as I'm talking, were you thinking, ah, no, that's what it is for me, or that's what it is. And I'd love to hear your situations or answer your questions to help you find that next step. Um, my notes are back to front, Anna says. Sorry. It was a triangle. It said identity, relationship, and purpose. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, right. I know, like, Zoom flips it around for you. They're so nice, but not Facebook Live. They say no. Um, right. So we already have a question, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in with that. Uh, but please, oh, no, I was going to pray for you first. I'm going to pray for you first. Uh, so, Right. Uh, let me pray for you, and then I will answer your questions and things, because I want to help. But God, I thank you that you are a God who pursues our kids, that you want to have a relationship with them deeper and more meaningful than we could ever imagine. I thank you that it is not on us to interest our children in you, because you are fascinating and wonderful and powerful and filled with action and love and oh, you are wonderful God. God, I pray that you'd help us as parents to walk alongside our kids well, that they may truly respond to who you are, that they may uh, be fascinated by the God that is and all that you are calling them to be and do in this world. I pray that you would fill us with creativity and peace as we walk with our children through this season and help them find their next step out. In Jesus' name, amen. Right. So, first one. Uh, this is such good timing. My eldest announced she didn't want to be a Christian anymore yesterday, and more about connecting with God, and fed up with church and feeling it's boring. Yeah, that's hard. Especially often what happens is kids store them up, uh, and they sort of explode. And so it sounds like this massive thing. She doesn't want to be a Christian anymore. She's done with church. Everything's boring. And it feels like this massive thing. But often there's a, a root to it. It's it's what what is underneath all of that. Is it the boring thing? Is it the loneliness thing? And actually, this whole thing feels irrelevant. And therefore, it's about finding where God is in it. Um, and, and so there's so many really interesting questions in there. And that's what I find interesting. And particularly in this season where we have access to them all the time is to be able to say three days later, you know, hey, you mentioned that you didn't want to be a Christian anymore. I'd love to hear more about that. Tell me about that. Tell me about your journey. Um, because I really want to understand. I want to understand what it's been like for you lately between you and God. 
to just ask that question. Um, so many kids, particularly when it comes to faith, want to be understood rather than controlled. And it is so useful when kids are feeling disengaged and disinterested that we aren't the advocate for the other side where they go like, it's boring. And you're like, no, it's not. I promise it's not. And they're like, yeah, it is. It's irrelevant. And you're like, no, it's relevant. Uh, and that we don't become the, arg- we're not arguing with them, but we say, I want to understand and say, yeah, I can, I can understand how you feel that. If you felt like you haven't had you know, if you haven't known God's direction or voice or peace or anything that you see in the Bible and you feel like the Bible says one thing and you experience something different, I can understand why that jars with you. And it should jar with you because because that isn't what God has for us. And I'd love to help you find that connection when you're ready, if you're ready, because I believe that he has that for you. Um, but I completely understand how you feel. And that sense of like, I am with you in this and I understand and your experiences are interesting. And and I get that. And that breaks my heart that that's been your experience of it because that's not an authentic experience of it. And so you have so many opportunities to say that. Kids are really good at when you come back to them with those and say, hey, you know, I was there, I was remembering you said that. And tell me more, or I was remembering you said that, and it made me, reminded me of a time where I felt like that too. And I, I get that. I get that feeling of the inside. And um, yeah, sometimes I feel fed up too. That sense of uh, togetherness. Um, yeah, I, I think, Abby, I just want to, can I just pray for you really quickly? God, I thank you for um, Abby's eldest, and I, I thank you for this connection. I pray that you would bond this parent and child together, that you would uh, help uh, Abby really hear her kid well, and that um, you would create really wonderful opportunities for deep understanding and connection between them. And I pray that you would help them together find the next step uh, on this on this really uh, difficult low, that th- this may be the next step and something that forges a foundation for the future. In Jesus' name. Amen. You got this. Uh, right. Uh, another one from Ruth. I think in my attempts to surf the waves of my kids' interest and personalities, I've actually ended up blinding siding them into surfing my wave with me. The other day, my kids said, but why do we always have to make it about Jesus? <laughs> I've inadvertently made God and Jesus and church my thing, and the disinterest has stemmed from them forgetting it's their thing, too. Uh, I just want to validate that all of us get this stuff and that's okay. It makes me laugh. And sometimes that is okay to embrace. And sometimes you go, Ooh, did I go a bit overboard? Uh, and, and that's the surfing the waves thing. It, what I love watching about surfing, we talk about surfing the waves and parenting for faith a lot because it's about, it's about, you know, spotting what's going on in your kids' lives and jumping on board, uh, what's going on for them. And, and yes, uh, sometimes if you ever go and watch surfing, I just love the whole metaphor. So interesting. Sometimes you find surfers like cutting across each other. Sometimes uh, you find that that it doesn't work. But what I mostly find interesting is that when you watch surfers, they don't successfully do every wave. They don't do it right every time. I I grew up in Southern California, as you tell, and uh, and I just I grew up on the waves and watching the waves and you just, every wave is different and you're gonna fall off some and it's not gonna be great. And that's a hilarious story to be like, ooh, tell me more about that. What does that mean? Is that annoying? I bet it is. And you can have a great conversation about that because they're talking to you. As when you can get them talking to you and criticizing you and and honestly sharing, that's, that's all beautiful and wonderful and a place of influence and grace. So 
you keep going, Ruth. I want to high five you. Uh, you're doing great. Uh, another one. My son has always been uh, one to have transitional objects, bringing a teddy to bed to downstairs, taking a toy book into the car. He's recently started bringing toys to the dinner table, which I found annoying. It's okay. Lots of kids are fine. But maybe it's a sign he's feeling more unsettled, anxious than he's showing. He's stuck in a gap in our church at the moment, too old for kids' resources for doing the service, but not old enough for the youth stuff. I think we need to make time to problem solve where he's at. I think that's a really good observation, Helen, and I, th I think that's the power of a parent, is you notice stuff that nobody else would notice. And, uh, and if he's doing that, uh, I think that is a really th good thing to spot, uh, and, and also in some ways to, to understand, because we're all coping in really interesting ways in this lockdown, and in this sense of disengagement, disconnection. I have gone really, I, I've gone really deep into cooking food from America because I don't know why, but I have been gone for 18 years. I have not lived in America for 18 years, but for some reason during lockdown, all I'm like is a fresh salsa. I need to make fresh salsa. I'm importing <laughs> ingredients and that has been my cope. And I'm aware this is my coping mechanism. I'm aware of that. It's not, it's not even comfort eating. It's like comfort cooking. Uh, and that's what I'm doing to cope with that. And, and to notice that and to say, we all are going to do, we all are doing that at some point. And that doesn't mean that, uh, that they're collapsing. It just means that they're grabbing onto something to stabilize them, but to ask those questions and to notice and to, to notice that they're falling in the cracks and how you can problem solve that next step to think that it's just, it's just something as small as that next step that is so encouraging and you've already tuned into it you've already identified it and you as a family can problem solve that next so I think that's great uh, so it's so encouraging to just hear the power of parents observations and knowledge you know your kids so well and when you can identify that there's always a next step there's always a next step Another one, my 13-year-old isn't so much disengaged but questioning how she knows Christianity is true with particular reference to heaven too. It's keeping her awake at night. We've talked about our personal experiences and all the things that we fall back on when we're a bit doubtful, but it's hard to find new responses to the same questions. Sometimes our kids go into a season, and particularly at that older age, where they're like, I want, my brain wants to be fed. Sometimes it's about heart connection and sometimes it's about real brain feeding. And there are some great resources out there to feed your uh, intellectual kids questions. There are some great apologetics is what you're searching for. Apologetics for teens. Uh, Anna will type in the word for you. Uh, and, and we have some links, I think, Anna. I'm not looking to Anna to to fill in things, uh, but some apologetics for that older age range, tweens, teenagers. There's some great resources out there. There's some great conference out there, some great websites out there. Uh, and sometimes in the next step for our kids to be heart to heart connected with God is to be sure in their own minds that this makes sense and that they understand. And there are, there are great books out there. And to say, yeah, you know what? I don't know the answers to there. I do think there are answers to this and I'd like to find out. So I'm going to do some stuff. Look, I found this really interesting video. I'm reading this book. Ooh, interesting. Uh, and to really chew into that and help them find a concordance and get the skills to do biblical research and come up with something and theologically argue it and uh, and to, to chase with her and almost take them to that next step. There's something really exciting about saying, ah, I see your doubt and I raise you intellectual debate and to take and accompany them to that next step is so useful. Uh, and so I think that's really... Um, 
that's really interesting that she's going that way. And it may not be her personality, but it's the next step in her faith that you both have identified that there's that apologetics. And so join her in the wrestling because I think that will be really good. There are answers out there. There are people who are brilliant. Amy Orr Ewing is, is fantastic at this and has written some great books. So we'll, we'll give you some resources on that to help you find that uh, next bit because it's, it's really fun and engaging to sit with a teenager and be like, I never knew that. Or very interesting, I didn't read it that way. And to, to really have that conversation is good. You can do it. Don't feel like you've got to problem solve it all. Um, it's really good. And, uh, oh, yes, we also have a post that <laughs> Becky just posted to our personal WhatsApp that uh, is uh, Parenting for Faith about intellectual wrestlers equipping kids who need to know. So we'll put that post up there on those things as well. We got you. We got you back. And if you ever, like, run at an end and are like, I don't know what to do next, email us and we'll help you find your next step. Because you identify what the next step is and we've got your back. We can always help you uh, resource whatever that next step is. That's why we're here. Uh, I don't see uh, any other questions or comments or ponderings. Um, I just want you to be encouraged that God is at work, that God is at work in your kids and that you know so much about your kids and that you can help them find that next step because there's always a next step um, because you're just problem solving a, a next jump of the journey rather than the end of a journey. So um, you are loved and we think about you a lot. And if you ever need us for encouragement, support, or helping us help you find the next resource, we're here because you got it. And uh, hopefully we'll see you in a month. And uh, take care, laugh, sleep a lot. And uh, I give you permission to let your kids watch lots and lots and lots of television so you can take a nap. Thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. A new episode will be released next week. And why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight-session course, to get in touch, or to find out about training and events near you.